Number 40 of the Infinite Backlog, chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm not going to keep doing that. We're just going to try a different accent for the first sentence every episode. I'm the Freaky Fish Man Andy, and with me are my co-hosts Shane, the rentable Clodpate. <sighs> Shane. I I, I, I I heavily sighed. I heavily sighed. Ah, <laughs> uh, Discord didn't pick it up. Probably uh, it didn't think. <laughs> and Rory, the scurrying semen. <laughs> Got to get across the floor. How come Rory got to be the scurrying <laughs> semen? Get across the floor. <laughs> oh no! I'm imagining just really a little glob like come to life. Like oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Oh, it sucks. Oh, it's bad radio. <laughs> Today's comics feature the X-Men, Iron Man, and Daredevil, and they take us from May through July of 1979. And in this time period, I've got some Andy's bummers for you, except I'm going to start with a nice one. McDonald's introduces the Happy Meal, and I don't think that's a bummer. I got a lot of fond memories of Happy Meals. No, you don't think capitalism that... is fine. Yeah, you don't think that the beginning <laughs> of American obesity is a bummer? Oh, oh, I see. I see how we're doing this. I see what's going on. So, so Shane, are you like those people that tried to uh, tried to legislate? Are, what, weren't, didn't California try and put in a law that was like a maximum calorie level of meals that are allowed to have free toys with them? Like some sort of that's completely reasonable. We can't we can't expect children to understand what fifteen hundred calories is. No, we can't. It's just like a weird like roundabout way of getting at it. And I'm pretty sure McDonald's just found a loophole and fucked off anyway uh happy no, meals I come agree. with like uh apples now so it's fine it's fine we give you an apple <laughs> child obesity is fixed we did it i know that if you have a certain number of locations you have to post the calorie on the like on the board that's national mm. yeah. Menu yeah, board. yeah yeah i'm into that i'm into that i mean i'm not like out here counting calories obviously because i haven't lost weight yet but like when i start i know that it's always available oh, once so. once i've lost weight i'm gonna be so mean <laughs> <laughs> it's true you get a lot less jolly when you lose weight it's unfortunate it's because you're yeah. pissed off it's because you're pissed you're off all the time hungry all hungry. the time yeah exactly because you're always hangry no, uh, then we've got American Airlines Flight 191, which is a DC-10 airplane. It crashes during takeoff at O'Hare International, killing the 271 people on board and two people on the ground. And it is still the deadliest aviation accident to have occurred in the U.S. That is a large bummer. And I'm so sorry to have killed that fun Happy Meal energy with it. But here we go. And then I've got a personal bummer. It's, it's not actually about me. I was not born in 1979. But, but, but the 70s know what they did. <laughs> 70s know. The Seattle Supersonics 
win Rain City their one and only NBA championship. And I got to say, if, as seems likely, the Supersonics, a.k.a. the OKC Thunder, or any other franchise will never again grace our, 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 the, the, the shores of Emerald City, <laughs> it will be the only NBA win Seattle will ever celebrate throughout time. Well, there's, and, another, there's a few more Sonics bummers to, you know, that'll come up, though. <laughs> I know, but it's such a, it's such a bummer. It's like a weird, bittersweet bummer because it's like, yeah, 1979, we won the NBA championship, and never again, and never again in the future, we <laughs> we're fucking done. We had such a good team. This is not an NBA podcast. I'm just I'm just <laughs> mad. We had such a good team when I was a kid. Surely, surely we could have won a championship with it. No, false. Wasn't that false. why they got sold to another state? It's because they were so good, and because we couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle it. Seattle couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah, they were like, "No, we're we're you, good at other things. We're good at like, you know, being sad and having." Well, there people. was also the period of it was a a, a high, high the the standards were pretty high for basketball at the time, right? Like the mm-hmm. Chicago Bulls and the Lakers were pretty dominant. Yeah, I think that's yeah. when the Lakers started getting good, right? It was definitely around the time, uh, but. You know, we did have to fight the Lakers a lot. Fight, play. I don't know. Fucking whatever. <laughs> we had a basketball uh, fight. We had a basketball fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. So we. Uh, so rightfully, the NBA they moved the franchise from a city that couldn't handle it, Seattle, to a much more impressive city, Oklahoma City. Wait. Yeah. I'm just no, kidding. That city's great. No, that city's, <laughs> that city's great. That city's great. It's it's so great. I can't talk about the Seattle Supersonics anymore. Someone tell me. Someone tell me about Iron Man. Uh, this was a this was a weird three. Uh, I I had prefaced last week that uh, it did not seem important to the pantheon of uh, our reading list, but that it mm-hmm. wasn't bad, and that remains basically as true this week except we read three <laughs> more issues that didn't seem significant in any reasonable way but they weren't bad no i agree they're not bad um, well one of them is well it's not bad it's just an, a a choice that i uh, abhor and have commented on we've talked about the uh you know the one to two page backstory things that the marvel is want to do right well they'll just yeah. drop a backstory in um it's they a dropped a, a, a whole fucking issue. It was a whole issue <laughs> of origin, of nothing. Yeah, they retread Iron Man's origin. and Which was already one issue. It's You know what I mean? They yeah. haven't like, redone anything. No. It's the same, the same length and the same content and the same quality. <laughs> Is it because yeah. they're like 100-something issues in, right? Yeah. And they're like I 10, think... they're 10 years into the series, and so someone was like, you know, we probably should remind people where he came from. Yeah, I think think my extremely cursory Google said that the last time they had done any sort of rehash of reminding people about his origin story was like 80 issues ago. And so it has been a long time since they've done this, but I, just I think still think it's better, bullshit. There's just a better way to do it if you ask me. Like, why, sh- yeah. why should that be a numbered issue of Iron Man? Why not well, just and, drop it as a thing you can buy? Why not include it in an annual? Oh, an annual or like we're following a reading list. Why do they put all of the origin stories on the reading list? They already yeah, made us sure. read the origin story. Why would you make yeah. us read it again? Oh, I mean, 
you gotta you gotta look me in the in the digital eye and tell me you didn't skim this issue because I skimmed the fuck out of this issue. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't read, read a word. I didn't read yeah. a word. Of it. <laughs> yeah, so you don't get to complain about making get, making not, you no, read it. It's still an offensive <laughs> no, business whoa, choice, whoa, and it's, it's I think it's totally fair for Shane to go off. <laughs> this is not. This is not me pointing my finger at you, Andy. I'm talking about the master list that we are following in addition to you curating that list as we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. person, the person who put that list together, heaven help their soul or whatever. <laughs> like They tried the to make person, us read Iron Man twice. They tried to make us read this Iron Man person twice. Okay. You can't yeah. tell me that that like we have better things to do. That my person best... obviously doesn't because they put the list together. But like we have better things to do. My best guess of why it was in this list is simply because I think the list is made up of like um, collections, like collected books. Like it's sort of it's it's both like oh, here's sure. some really essential like based shit on, based on quote unquote trades, like a like a book that you could physically buy. And yeah. so I think there's a little bit of overlap in there where the book includes this bullshit. And so they were like, yeah, it's issues, whatever, through whatever. It's the storyline. And they didn't bother to be like, also skip 22, 122. Um, well, we're being like that. We're bothering we you to are. skip skip Iron Man one twenty two. I think we'll except, we'll even except, redact it. Except what? There is a really good like full page at the front of it where Iron Man's flying away because they I don't know Iron Man had this like the the little showdown with uh, with Namor and then they made friends with each other and also the weird old man who lives on the island and blah 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 blah. They, it they was solved... so lame because I. <laughs> I was so intrigued by Namor's weird, like, coot prison. (laughs) (laughs) This old man on the island that he's like, yes, but I care about you, Hiram Dobbs. Yokel Hiram Dobbs. Um, Yeah, it turns out he saved his his life, I guess, when Namor choked down too much of human pollution. Uh, And then to sort of further bring that point home, the bad guys here are secretly the Roxxon Oil Corporation. Uh, and they just want vibranium that's on the island. It's kind of nothing. Uh, worth mentioning the the plane that the that Namor destroyed with by throwing a tank last week. Uh, that plane was a DC ten, which I find <laughs> interesting, considering this came out a month before that horrible, horrible accident I told you about at the front of this issue, uh, which also was a DC ten. Uh. Anyway, uh, all that is to say. Iron Man is leaving the island at the beginning of Iron Man 122 before we get into that flashback sequence. And these two Navy guys on the boat, these Nebraskan Navy yokels are marveling at him (laughs) flying away. And one of them goes, shoot, we don't even see stuff like that after token corn silk. (laughs) I just love the idea that not only do these guys smoke corn silk, which is nothing, they call it toking. And that's hysterical to me. Uh, So if you want to, I mean, I guess I've saved you the time. We can now have you skip Iron Man 120. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so here, here's what I was going to say. Iron Man 123, I think, actually gets into the meat of why we're reading this stretch of Iron Man issues. And I, I'm not going to bother, you know, beating around the bush anymore. If you haven't already realized, this storyline is about his alcoholism. And... They start dropping the hints here in, in, in Iron Man 123 where I he's guess on a date. I guess they do, yeah. He's on a date with Beth, and she keeps and he's like drinking. He's making her drinks. He's he's drinking more champagne on a date, and she's like, "Don't you think you've had enough?" 
And they keep doing like this a little bit. I think they've even done a couple scenes in the last couple issues that we read of him like on the plane with the stewardess, like having three drinks and stuff. They're really underscoring this so that we can get into a story talking. Yeah, about. last week he he uh, one of the one of the throwaway jokes is that because he's also Iron Man, he has to drink for two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that's actually a very funny joke that we didn't talk about. It's like a sad joke. It's like a it's really a sad- well done. Yeah. The best jokes are always rooted in sadness. I wasn't sure at what <laughs> point the alcoholism was going to enter play and how long he was just going to be kind of like a fun madman type who's just pop, right. You know, who's just having martinis. So it it didn't it didn't signal to me immediately that this is when we're going to start getting serious. Yeah. So I think we'll see it more next week uh, is my guess. But uh, but that's why we're here. Uh, it's not the blizzard, the melter and whiplash. That's not why we're here. Who are possibly. Mm, I'm not going to say they're the worst villains we've had, but they're 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 nothing. They're nothing. Uh, and they just sort of show up at a casino and cause chaos. And I mean, it's just, it, it would it it's such a wasted opportunity to if you're if, if this is if this issue is I think we all agree, aside from maybe prefacing some of Tony's drinking, basically a nothing burger, right? Complete nothing mm-hmm. burger. Mm-hmm. Why not just have like really fun art and set pieces about like casinos you know, jukeboxes, not jukeboxes, uh, slot machines exploding and card tables. It just make it mm-hmm. a lot more fun, like the Funhouse episode of X-Men that we'll get to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know. It's, I think about the only thing that's that, that's like a running plot line that I think is uh, exciting and interesting about Iron Man right now is uh, is the fact that that rival tech guru Justin Hammer has somehow like dialed into his suit like remotely and is like, re- like, doing like little discreet tests of how well he can like fuck with the suit. I think Justin might be a nominee for uh, least threatening villain name. <laughs> I just, I, right. Can you think of a scary Justin? <laughs> you, th- you think Justin is less scary than the melter? No, I'm talking about just name. Uh, yeah, I would. If we, if if you told me I had to pick one of them to fight, and one of them's name was the Melter, and one of them's name was Justin, I'd 100%, fight Justin. Justin every fucking time. <laughs> you get it? There's at least some sort of possibility that Justin can't melt me. But the the Melter doesn't imply that he melts you. Maybe he just melts a bag of ice that he keeps on his. He, he's just an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> he's just an ice cream cone. Oh. Oh, the melter is just what I call this really cool ice cream sundae I make. That's why oh. he hangs out with, with Blizzard and... <laughs> Dairy Queen Blizzard? Is he from Dairy Queen? And then Whiplash is just a whip because, you know, no no judging, no kink shaming. Uh, they just like having a whip guy around. There's always a whip guy. And there's always a use for a whip guy. You can quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's Iron Man. Uh, more more on that story as it develops next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please, that's please. my favorite joke you've ever made. <laughs> oh, we'll have to talk about your taste in jokes after we're done recording. But uh, we probably but, shouldn't. Mm, you're right. But I want to go to Calgary now. I want to go back to Canada for X-Men. X-Men v. Alpha Flight yet again. To the stampede. To the Calgary stampede. I'm upset that we don't get to see rodeo happen at all. We don't. Well, it's winter. It's like winter time. Yeah. But it's always winter in Canada, right? Yeah. That sounds like like a song. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. That's Alpha Flight's theme song. <laughs> yeah, Alpha Flight was cool. Uh, this episode does a weird thing, or episode. Uh, this issue does a weird thing. Um, throughout the uh, the battle that erupts between the X-Men and Alpha Flight, um, we are constantly just cutting to random Canadians observing it. Yeah, <laughs> with named Canadians. <laughs> Why are we naming them? And they have one line of dialogue to establish they're Canadian and, uh, and observe <laughs> it. It's so strange. Why do we do this, Chris? Chris, we got to talk. I mean, if this was a trend in his in his books, right? Where like whenever they're fighting in New York City, we, I mean, we do see New Yorkers in panel, but these are cutaways. Yeah, it's, it's really noticeable and very. It's not off putting. It, it does create a, a neat tone, but uh, I didn't understand the point. <laughs> do you think they're like his real life Canadian friends that were like if put me in, put I'm, me in I, your. Uh, Hey, hey, Chris, put me in put me in your comic, Chris. In a world where Chris Claremont's from Calgary, I, I don't think that's a bad guess. I, I don't think he is. Do a quick little Google. You know, you should have a fight at the Calgary Stampede. Eh? What 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 about a what about a, a fight over there at the uh, Stampede? <laughs> you know, we got a really good mall here in Calgary. You should uh, you should name drop the mall. My cousin runs it. He'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, about some of that uh, free publicity we uh, been hearing about. <laughs> I really like. So I really like. There's a there's a whole uh, a whole sequence where they they you know they do the the superhero thing and they all pair off uh, to fight. And my favorite one is is Aurora versus Nightcrawler because he just keeps teleporting and she's like, "Fuck, where are you?" At one point, he just teleports out of nowhere and just like upside down kisses her like a Looney Tune. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's freaking weird. Uh, but Wolverine has a surprising sort of. I mean, I guess I guess the his intent is not actually to stay captured. Uh, as we learn at the end of the issue, but he uh, he does give himself up to save the rest of the X Men because he sees this fight is kind of going nowhere. And I didn't. So th- th- it it is an odd turn because basically this whole time Vindicator keeps being like, you know, you're you're part of the team. You have to come back. You know, we all want you here. It, it, it's sort of appealing to to Wolverine's yeah, you know, um, good nature. And then when Wolverine finally acquiesces, Vindicator's like, okay, so. Get in that impenetrable cage now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a prisoner. Oh, did I forget yeah. to say the as a prisoner part? <laughs> Shit. I always we met forget your, to say that. We, we met your like family as a prisoner. <laughs> Olive Garden, when you're here, you're a prisoner. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that sequence, though, specifically j- just because of how it pans out. His escape is cool. I love that they didn't yeah. feel the need to show it for fucking once in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets in this horrible car, and they're like, fucking try and break out of that, you stupid bitch. And uh, the X-Men fly home, and le- they're not like two minutes past the border when they're like, okay, so obviously we're turning around to go get him, right? And they're all like, yeah, we're going to go fucking get him. And he's like, who are you going to go get? And they turn around and Wolverine's in the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he is in the front seat smoking a cigarette, got his legs crossed. He's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I think all he says is, uh, no cage can hold me. What do you fucking think? And I love it. I love that. It it both sort of like recontextualizes his moment of like his selfless moment as like, oh, no, he basically just fully gambled on on being able to escape. This wasn't really that selfless. This was just like the way to get everyone home safe. And also, like, it's just baller. He's just up there being a badass. And I love it. It's cooler this way because a comic book explanation for how his, you know, how his adamantium is better than the truck is boring. Yeah. But not seeing the escape and not actually seeing how good or bad this truck was, uh, managed to preserve some some badassitude. Fully agree. Uh, then we've got kind of a weird one. <laughs> right, right. This is this is the one where Storm finds a heroin den. Yes, Storm <laughs> does go into a heroin den, and everybody else gets trapped in a pinball machine. <laughs> she like gets she gets stabbed in a heroin den. Yeah, she not only goes to the heroin den, she she gets cut. Well, I think she goes there because she's like having these weird, like surfacing memories of of when she was an infant being raised by her dad in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, And so like the heroin den is like their old apartment. And so she finds her way there and she's like, oh, it's full of white kids doing heroin. <laughs> and uh, and then Luke Cage and Misty Knight show up and they're like, yeah, literally everyone all down the block is talking about how a crazy dressed lady's been walking around. We figured she'd be here. <laughs> I liked it too. It, it paid off a little bit. Misty Knight has been in these X Men issues since Japan, but mm-hmm. it, I, she's felt a little bit more like set dressing, right? She hasn't Agreed. really been, and so her showing up and being kind of a character was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. As I, is the cage. I generally like Misty Knight quite a lot, and uh, and obviously the we only read one issue of Luke Cage, and we're do a revisit at some point. But I really like him too. So I I love I love when they show up because, I mean that's the Marvel that's the comic book magic, right? Is those those weird little crossover moments that don't have to mean very much, like in the like in one twenty three where Spider Man is just like dropping in to say hi <laughs> to fucking oh god, what is the what is the setup on this scene? He's like he's like webbing around and he sees Scott uh, out on a date with Colleen Wing, which we'll talk about in a second. And he's like, hey. And they're like, hey. And he's like, hey, is are Luke Cage and Misty still uh, fucking? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, I, nice. bye. <laughs> and then he webs away. <laughs> but I do I do like the, the Scott and Colleen thing that's happening here. Uh, obviously, tragically doomed to be upsetting when scott realizes gene gray is not dead but uh but it is it is interesting and scott's opening up as a person yeah i I, well i i am too because i'm i'm not sure what they're gonna do with it i mean i think everybody knows they're kind of one of the archetypal marvel couples like there's no there's no way they don't get back together but i'm intrigued if they play it out for a while yeah where they they find out they're both alive but have accidentally grieved and moved on and are now like what do we even do yeah, because mm-hmm. they didn't break up, but they're, you know, I think it could be interesting, but they they might just get get back together immediately and kind of blow that blow that emotional load in one one issue <laughs> in a page. I hope not. Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's Marvel. It'll be one. Page. Yeah, in one page. Yeah. <laughs> I really I really hope that we keep a hold of, of Colleen for a little bit because I like how ballsy she is. They've gone on like 
two dates, maybe? Like, they hung out in Japan. They snuggled. They've gone on, like, a couple dates. And at the end of the second date, Colleen's like, all right, well, I got to go home. Uh, here's an envelope. Don't open it until I'm on the train. And he opens it, and it's a fucking key to her apartment. And she's like, nice. Come on by, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Arcade's design for a second? Because I love it. I love yeah. Arcade's design. He's good. He's good. He's a deep south. He's a little deep south uh, steamboat. <laughs> little steamboat prince. <laughs> he's got a little steamboat prince going on. <laughs> he's got a big old, a big old dumb bow tie. Um, and then the rest of him, he looks like Colonel Sanders. If but Colonel like, Sanders was like 11. If Colonel headed. Sanders Benjamin buttoned. Yeah. But then yeah. didn't change his outfit or his style. Yep. Same accent, though. Um, he shows up to he shows up to the manor. He starts blasting people as they go to answer the phone and kidnapping everybody. He knocks him out. It's a funny thing with X-Men. We've seen before. Uh, I'm trying to remember if we've seen it in uh, in the pages. We definitely saw it on uh, on an SMT. The, the X-Men team is so big and their powers are so diverse that whenever the team needs to get like captured, it's either like a one panel, just everybody's caught, or we have to painstakingly go through every character and see how they mm-hmm. get captured. Yeah, mm-hmm. every single one. Um, which is which is okay to see. Like the Aurora panel is very risque. There's lots of like nipples going on in this panel. I don't know if you guys nipples caught that. Um, but so he you know he blasts them and he kidnaps them and puts them in a giant pinball machine because he's yeah. a goof, right? Yeah. His code name is like Pinball Wizard with his little cronies. <laughs> um, but yeah, then he blasts him into his pinball machine. It's kind of like Magic School Bus. You ever see that episode of the Magic School Bus where yeah, yeah, they get yeah. turned into light and they gotta they gotta hit all the eyeballs in the pinball machine? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, the it's same exactly thing. the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but they everyone gets their own little trap. That's that's what I want to talk about because it's 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 hilarious. He's kind of like like baby, like like he's the young Sheldon version of Jigsaw. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like he fucking like it starts with this pinball thing, and you're like, all right, I'm on board. And then as soon as they like, they have like ten seconds in the pinball machine, and then they all go through the bottom of it, and they end up in their own little like weird, oddly personal tortured chambers. And the pinball thing is gone, which is like, well, all right. But yeah, the pinball was just a setup. He built a whole pinball world just for the setup. Yeah. D- fucking drives me nuts. Well, and he also uh, had a handmade uh, Mario jumpsuit delivered. Did he? A Super Mario suit for Colossus. Oh, yeah, for did. fucking Colossus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should talk about a couple of these, but Colossus is the uh, is the big sort of twist one where his his personal torture chamber is like, I don't know if it's a real KGB guy or if it's a fake KGB guy who's like, you've betrayed Mother Russia. And he's like, no, I haven't. And he's like, yes, uh, yes, you have. You need to work for us again. And Colossus turns into the 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 workers the workers puro the proletarian <laughs> and he starts trying to kill the others and he, he is one hundred percent dressed as Super Mario yeah <laughs> he's like a big hammer and metal sickle Super Mario instead yeah. of an M uh my favorite one is uh is Cyclopses. I don't know. I have a couple that I really like, but I like Cyclopses because everyone else gets these like weird, like, 
oh, isn't that weird? Like, oh, Aurora, you're like claustrophobic, right? Oh, we'll play with that. And Cyclops gets dropped into a room with three doors. And he's like, I don't know, pick a door or you'll die. And a couple of the doors kill you, too. And then secretly all the doors kill him. <laughs> <laughs> which which actually, if you think about it, is really great because he has a hard time making decisions. And he has a really hard time, like, yeah. being outside of the box. There was He's actually like a good Scott moment. from the good place. There was a good Scott moment that we skipped over while they were trying to escape Alpha Flight. Mm. Uh, so they're, they're running away from Alpha Flight and Scott I-beams down a door. And uh, Colossus just says, you know, I could open that, right? With these big, strong arms. And Scott's like, no time. We got to keep moving. And then they get to a chain link fence, and he's like, "I can't, I can't, bla- my eyes can't blast this." <laughs> Colossus, if you don't mind, can we talk about Wolverine's torture chamber? Yeah, let's do it. Wolverine's so, is great. <laughs> this is my favorite one because <laughs> they're funhouse mirrors that create androids in whatever shape the <laughs> in whatever shape the funhouse mirror shows you so there's all these weirdly stretched wolverines like robots. those are short fat they're robots it's a whole bunch of copies of wolverine in weird stretchy moments oh it's so dumb i and he's love like, no yeah. why are there so many <laughs> Nightcrawlers is dumb because he just ends up in a BattleBots arena where the bo- BattleBots are already fighting and he's in the way. Yeah, I, that was one thing I was going to mention about this whole issue that I thought sh- could have been a cool moment, but it's okay because I, I'm at least happy they went like peak silliness with mm-hmm. with this fun house. But I, it would have been cool because the X-Men are the only superhero team with a danger room. It would have been cool to see them just completely not thwarted by this, yeah. this different danger room to like actually have their shit together about it for oh, once. Oh, this is just like setting 175 on the danger room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was going to say my other favorite one. If you remember, Banshee is still around. Uh, he can't do much right now because he screamed too loud and his voice hurts. So he can't fight. Uh, and he also uses his voice to tell how big rooms are, like sonar. <laughs> and so his torture is he gets dropped in a big gray room with no depth perception. And he's just laying there going, I don't know how big the room is. <laughs> <laughs> no. This <laughs> fucking bitch, he's trash. He's so stupid. Uh, is that it for X Men? It ends. Uh, we haven't escaped the uh, the arcade at the at the end of this issue. No, we are still in arcades. Uh, fun titled Murder World is what he <laughs> calls this whole situation. And yes, we are still there. They have to fight the proletarian next week. Uh, so the only other thing that we read for this particular issue of the Infinite Backlog is one issue, issue one fifty eight of Daredevil, uh, which is the beginning of a run we're going to follow for a while. Shane told me in confidence beforehand that he thought this was dumb. I don't believe that's what I said. In fact, (laughs) you can look at the text messages and we'll check the receipts. What I said was you could skip it if you didn't have time to read it. Yeah, well, I I, made a different choice. Uh, I I opened it immediately and I was like, oh, the art. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah, And you can tell it immediately even from the cover. The inking is so heavy and like it's so just the inks themselves are so dark that most of the work is being done there. And the color is just kind of, you know, helping the inks. But this would this comic would be incredible in black and white. 
Oh, uh, man, so I, yeah. Yeah, so I made a different choice than you should. Well, yeah, so uh, so this is Frank Miller's first issue. He's not writing it yet. He's only not drawing yet. it. And uh, Frank Miller's beautiful art is drowned in text. Yep. It, it's, well, that too. It's, ob- it's obscene, and uh, I did sort of make a choice to stop reading it at some point because I was just... I wasn't skimming it. It wasn't awful, but it was like, this is, it was, it was awful. That's a, I'll just, I'll just, I'll take a hard stance. It wasn't good text. And the art was, and the art was doing so much storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, The the, the text is doing literally nothing. Yeah. And I don't want it to seem like we are only talking about Frank Miller because he's a name and he showed up and, oh, now we're talking about the art. But he's a name for a fucking reason. Frank Miller's art in this issue, and I'm that's what I, that's what I'm looking the most forward to to like staying around with this uh, title for a little while is like it's crazy good. His the the way he draws Daredevil's body is mind blowing. It is such good rendering of all these muscles. It looks like an anatomy class. It's incredible. So that's so that's the one thing that possibly concerns me. I'm not. I haven't looked ahead. Uh, I I kind of don't want to. I want to savor it a little bit, but. I kind of can't imagine he's writing and drawing it when he takes over as writer. Mm, yeah, but maybe see, I don't he know is. that either. I don't know that either. But maybe man, if he nerd is, that no so life. Dope. Yeah, It'll, he's, his art's really good in it. I, I uh, but I, I at the very least, it's very. I don't want to call it replicatable, but to a degree, right? Like if he's giving good, good descriptions to the artist, and they, mm-hmm. you know, and his style is somewhat mimicable, I think we can ha- have something that doesn't have a, you know, it's not a travesty. What? If some other artist takes over, probably. Right. But I hope he doesn't. Um, I hope he does both. And that'll be and that'll be our first sort of like outdoor, uh, you know, writer artist. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think. Well, I think we could say uh, Jim Starlin technically was writing and drawing Warlock. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry to do that again. I'm sorry to bring him up. Because Kirby wasn't drawing, wasn't drawing. Eternals, oh no, you're right. He? Eternals. That was oh, him. D- both. Does he draw? That, he, he draws Eternals. Yep. 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 There we go. Uh, but neither neither of those were good. So no, uh, no, I feel like they don't count. Yeah. <laughs> that if if we to to briefly just sort of make a token towards the plot of 158 here. Uh, imagine if you've ever read any of the old like um, Phantom comic strips. Yeah. Uh, it's very like that. There is an evil villain in a cloak. Uh, it has kind of that vibe. There's a lot of shots of them just sort of running around and no, nobody has interesting motives. And in the that's end, he the dies. Thing. That's the thing. That's why I was so upset with the text was like the plot was nonsense and it was just so verbose. There were furries, though. So that was a kind of a fun <laughs> situation. There barely were, fun. It was, it barely, was barely fun. fun. <laughs> I don't know. It was birdly fun, gorilla-ly fun, and catly fun. I'm gonna crank that up so loud. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna make your groans so loud right now. <laughs> and even if uh, the, perhaps this is just uh, uh, beating a dead horse. Even if we were only talking about a Frank Miller comic because it's Frank Miller, he, as far as I understand, kind of brought Daredevil back from the dead as like the first time it's been good in a long, long time, and people cared about it again. That's what I think is true as well. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping he ditches some of this weird, like, supporting cast that we have who all look the same. There's, like, four women who look like they're quadruplets, and I and one of them's in a wheelchair, and I have no idea who the hell they are. 
Are you talking about Bl- Black Widow and her sisters? Talking about Black Widow and her her widow sisters? Well, Black Widow is at least a redhead, so you can be like, "There's Natasha." The others, there's like four brunettes, and they all look the same. Yeah, like there's yeah. there's a there's, <laughs> the Daredevil has a full harem of characters that we haven't uh, added to the roster while we were away. And I know that's not the comics fault, right? Like if we were reading along, we'd know who they were. I just think walking into this, yeah, I'm but like, he's still hanging with ugh. an absurd gaggle of women, an absurdly yeah. huge, yeah, it's like. And, and they're all kind of filling that same that same niche. They they their their voice is woman, and yep. <laughs> and and they and the actions they perform are are be feminine. It's like yeah. they're they're indeter- they're indistinguishable from uh, one to the next. So I am very excited to continue along with Daredevil. Uh, I think it's going to be a hoot, uh, especially once he takes over writing and sort of gets to shape uh, what that looks like. I have it on good authority from not just the reading list, but from other places that I've seen and other people who've talked about it. They're like, oh, yeah, you got to check out Frank Miller's Daredevil. Miller's Daredevil's up there in terms of yeah. fame. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's what we read today. I think the uh, the conch shell needs to pass over to its rightful owner. Are you talking about the magic conch? Yeah, yeah. the all, one that lets all, you talk. The sex conch. <laughs> all hail the magic sex conch. <laughs> hello, hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's A Fuck, Mary Kill. Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. And I think this week we all know who the one we kill is. At least I know who the one I kill is. <laughs> you guys obviously don't know yet. No. So first off, we're going to start off with some Funhouse Wolverines. <laughs> oh, yes. We're, we're talking about our best friends, the Funhouse Wolverines, Okay. Secondly, let's talk about the proletarian. Mm, (laughs) Okay. And thirdly, just to wrap it all up into a nice little bow, we are absolutely talking about arcade. All three (laughs) of these choices are from the same Mm -hmm. comic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh my God. Before we start talking, I don't understand. I feel like my brain just turned off. Do you know what I just did in the last 10 seconds? Oh my God. I started chewing a piece of gum <laughs> for the podcast. I'm on a microphone. Why did I put gum in my mouth, you guys? This is our very first ever ASMR fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> oh, no, I hate that. We can't. We can't. You have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. My first thought is that while in the 70s, maybe the proletarian's whole concept was scary. I don't know. I'm kind of into the idea of a workers' I'm rights hero. I'm super into this guy. <laughs> but I, I do I do feel the need to be I'm not different for the sake of different, but I think I've also been on the record for how hot Colossus is, right? So it's like yep, it feels yep, kind of yep. like double dipping. So I have to think about it a little bit. Can you double dip Colossus? Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't. You, you can't. Look, the whole purpose of double dipping is because you have more left over of what you dipped after you took a bite that had dip on it, right? Like, there's no way Colossus is a one bite eat. So you double That's dip fair. that man regardless. Can That's we talk about what you dip Colossus in? Buffalo. You think he's a you think he's a ranch or is he like a you oh you dip him in Buffalo? Oh, the blooch? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 not the blooch. Blue not cheese. the blooch. I fucking hate blue cheese. <laughs> Blue cheese is that's nasty. why you have to get. That's why you have to give it a more fun name so people. people <laughs> you, you know, you can't give yeah. something a fun name so people. Come on eat down it. That's and give up. it the blue. Give <laughs> them the blue. 
It's for the down home monster truckiners. Oh my yeah, god! It's for the booch, the the blue. You've got, <laughs> you've got fries. You've got blooch. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a fair I'd go to. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm swayed. Uh, it's uh, it's a, probably a predictable answer out of me, but I'm gonna I'll marry the proletarian. I'll marry Metal Super Mario. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna fuck the steamboat prince, the little arcade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck the steamboat prince. <laughs> in a, in a, I, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll fuck the steamboat prince. <laughs> when I was a little lad, I had a steamboat. Yeah, because I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm usually picking really hard characters, and this is a yeah. soft boy, a weird yeah, little is. soft boy. Mm-hmm. And I'm intrigued to see how it differs. <laughs> and that means I am killing the horde of uh, robot monster wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> and yet. And they're fun. Yet. <laughs> they're fun house wolverines. Thank you very Think much. Think of how weird and bendy their parts might be. Oh, yeah. You can, have, you, can have some, you can have some real weird stuff going on with them. That's totally fair. <laughs> I think it could be fun to find out. I don't know. I'm not sold on fucking the Funhouse Wolverines, but I'm definitely thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to kill the proletarian uh, simply because I'm not really that interested in fucking or marrying him. Not because of his views, which I align with. And uh, it's probably more just because of his body. I'm not really into the metal man thing, to be perfectly honest. So, Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I- I'm more for a soft boy. So... Mm-hmm. I think, God, but I don't know if I want to spend my whole life with Arcade. Yeah. That's that, a, you think oh. that accent just really starts to grind on you after a while? Oh, no. Wait, are we going to let Andy just sail away in this I'm not into metal <laughs> men thing? <laughs> this, that's been a staple of the podcast that we are into metal men. <laughs> yeah, I think, me, so this I think is a metal men household. Sometimes Andy is more into metal men than anything else. Shh. <laughs> Shut up. No, <laughs> false. False. No, I will marry Arcade. I'll I'll figure that out. Uh uh, I'm gonna fuck the uh the Wolverine fun houses and I'll I'll kill the proletarian. Final answer. Arcade can probably keep it keep life. It's a lot of silly Wolverines. The... I think that's a good pick. That is yeah. a lot of silly Wolverines. I'm gonna fuck them. <laughs> get over here, you silly Wolverine. Hey, get, o- get over here, bub and bub and bub and bub. <laughs> <laughs> Give and me that ub. triple bub sandwich. <laughs> bub, ub, and bubby. Shane. I, 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 I sex the triple bub sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I sex the triple bub sandwich. I kill the proletarian. Oh. Oh, you do the same thing as me. And I do the same thing as Andy. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I... I'm, I I married Arcade, but yeah. Tell me why. But, but I have my Wolverines rip out his vocal cords. Oh, I never. So you don't want to wanna, speak. No, you don't want to hear his drawl talking about. You think it's low, or do you think it's high and squeaky? You think he's got like a high squeaky drawl? I get kind of a Prince Joffrey vibe off of him, but oh uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah. Uh, but you could uh, go the other way. He could be like a just a just a str- strange little dandy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all want to play a game? 
<laughs> oh god, he's like sling blade. <laughs> yeah, he sling blade meets jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, you know I like playing games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and me, we're gonna play a game tonight. Mm-hmm. We're gonna play a game. That has to be where we stop. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're done on that. Put it in. This is this is it. We did it. That was hey, just uh, it's a big round number that we that we hit. I know we've done a couple more episodes than what the number says, but we hit the round number forty this week. So nice job, everybody. Issue number forty of the Infinite Backlog is over as of right now. And as a final thought that I want to leave you with, uh, a quote that I forgot to mention earlier uh, that really really just touched me. Uh, was from the bad guys from Iron Man, Roxxon. Because when they were, they bust into Roxxon's office and they start telling them their whole plan, they say this sentence first. We represent Roxxon Oil and we're in the process of stealing an island. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) Bye. 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 Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys. It's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy. And we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons, from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show, maybe. We're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune, and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me. I've read Dune. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give... We would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.